This is episode number 40 of the Don't Start a Band podcast. This is possibly the year-end episode, but uh, it's just an episode nonetheless. Uh, Sponsors for this episode are Yo-Yo Loco. They are a skill toy store located in Breckenridge, Colorado on Main Street, and they sell kendamas, and that is the main reason I go into that shop. Uh, Actually, it's the only reason I go into that shop. They have other stuff there. You should check it out if you ever make it in. Um, The other sponsor for this episode of the podcast is Dama on Clothing. They are a Kendama-related apparel company, and they make Kendama-related T-shirts, backpacks, and all other sorts of things that you can wear and take with you. Uh, And even if you're not a Kendama player, they're just... The designs are super cool. They work with all kinds of different artists, and... uh, yeah, definitely go check it out. Um, a cool thing that they're doing is they're doing a new thing called Dama for a Cause. And each drop, they'll be working with a different charity and they'll be giving $10 to the charity for each Kendama that's sold. Uh, they're working out everything right now. They're actually putting together their first model for this uh, new Dama for a Cause. And when they go live, I will definitely let you guys know. But for now, just know that when you purchase a Kendama on damaonclothing.com, type in the promo code PODCAST and you will get 20% off. So you get 20% off and then $10... (laughs) Ten dollars goes to uh, to whichever charity they're working with. Yeah, the music's a little little distracting, but uh, that's okay. You know what? I started writing songs so that I could listen to them. So I'm kind of fucking myself here, but it is what it is. Uh, well, I wanted to start this episode and just uh, kind of talk about this year of the podcast I did a lot of episodes Um, I think I did about 20 episodes this year what band is this Um, David if you don't know what band this is then we have bigger fish to fry I'm gonna fix the levels here and try not to make it peak while I'm uh, live on Instagram so just because I like to hear the sound of my own voice. But anyway, hello, Suitable Miss band. Which member of Suitable Miss is it? Or is it the whole band? Are you guys at band practice? Suitable Miss was on the podcast this year, as well as David Jerusik, the beautiful drummer of the Backseaters. And uh, Annika was on the podcast, but that was last year, so... You know, Uh, but yeah, I wanted to start off and just talk about what an honor it was to get to talk to so many bands this year. And it's funny because I was looking at my YouTube and 
the first podcast of the year was actually a solo podcast and it was me talking about the first 20 episodes so maybe i'll just make this a regular thing and every 20 episodes i'll uh i'll do a podcast and reassess that'll be like the checkpoint where if i hit the next 20 people can tell me do more or please stop please don't tell me please stop because i enjoy doing it and i probably won't listen because i enjoy doing it but yeah i uh i went over and looked at my youtube because i was gonna go live and i know i've said before that youtube has fucked me but here is the crazy thing about how they've recently fucked me with their most like recent rules and regulations you have to have a thousand subscribers on youtube to go live how fucked up is that so if you want to help me out or if you care about me going live on youtube uh go search jake backseaters on youtube and subscribe to that shit and then i won't go live just to spite them but if I have a thousand subscribers, I will definitely post more videos. But yeah, the uh, the year and the live streams started with me by myself. Uh, so I thought this might be the last. Thank you, Meg. Uh, I appreciate the subscription to my YouTube channel. I'm definitely going to try and post more videos. The last thing I posted was my one year kendama edit and we will get into the kendama biz in a little bit but uh but yeah i uh i'm very like i said honored that i got to talk to so many bands and so many different artists uh this year i got to have on one of my favorite bands of all time the dangerous summer and that's not even a humble brag, that's just a brag brag because I thought that was pretty rad. I reached out and they were the nicest guys ever. They, uh, they let me come to their show and do a podcast backstage. And I'm working on something right now. Another favorite artist of mine that I'm very, very excited for. So... You guys should stay tuned, and it would be radical if that was the first podcast of 2020. Start off the roaring 20s right. Uh, I really... I wonder if people are going to, like, try and call it the roaring 20s. Wink, wink. Uh, it'd be kind of odd if they tried to call it the roaring 20s. They should come up with a new name. Um... Like the uh, the 2020s, I don't know. I just feel like Roaring 20s has already been taken and I just don't feel like there's that much roaring going on right now. Interviewing your favorite band is the best feeling ever. And it is also surreal. If you guys haven't worked with Meg Langley, she is a photographer in Denver, Colorado, and she shoots live pictures of bands. The earth is deteriorating 2020s. That's, that's good. It's true. But uh, anyway, Meg has, I don't know 
if she shot any pictures last year for us, but she definitely shot pictures for us this year, a couple of shows, and they are some of the best live shots that we have ever had taken of us. So if you're a band, artist, or just need your pictures taken, I would definitely hit up Meg Langley Photography. Oh, Meg Langley Photo on Instagram, check it out. She, uh, she does all kinds of bands. She's one of the nicest people I've ever met and she'll make you look fucking cool. So hit her up. Uh, but yeah, that was just one of the one of the perks of 2019. It was a uh, it was a fun year. Oh yeah, first time we met was in January at Seventh Circle. 2019 did some beautiful things for uh, the Backseaters, the podcast. Uh, I'll try not to talk about the Backseaters so much because. This is the podcast, you know, I gotta separate those worlds a little bit. I don't separate them at all, but that's okay. Uh, but yeah, I uh, got to have some of my, I feel like I'm gonna say but yeah a lot, because I'm trying to read and talk at the same time, and I don't do well with that. Um, got to have the Dangerous Summer on, and I just... I got to have so many great conversations with so many bands and artists and uh, you know I really appreciate getting to do these interviews and podcasts because I get to meet and hang out with artists that I might not get to meet otherwise um, just because maybe our bands don't play in the same circles or you know for whatever reason but um, you know, one I can think of off the top of my head was uh, Arrows. Did an interview with him not too long ago, and he does like kind of chill hip hoppy stuff. And uh, you know, I don't I don't know if we uh, we would have played shows together, but I got to meet him, talk to him, and learn a little bit about him. So I am grateful for that. I'm grateful for Meg. I'm grateful for my wife for watching my live streams. She's the best. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just get to meet so many different people. And uh, one of the cool things that I really like about the podcast is I get to talk to these people and learn just so many different ways that bands go about songwriting, putting shows together. I've learned a lot about, uh, you know, how all different kinds of bands handle their bands as businesses as well. So, um, selfishly, I've, I've learned a lot myself and I try to apply it. Uh, but yeah just getting to uh, I love you too getting to talk to all these people and learn so much is uh, it's a beautiful thing and you know whether it's on a podcast or not uh, people who know me know that I I value human connection and conversation and getting to do this I get to converse with people face to face Whereas 
you know, when you interact with somebody on Facebook, it's not a conversation. It's not instant responses and you're just, you're reading their shit in your voice. Um, you know what, Damon, it was an honor having you on the podcast and honestly, finding Kendama is as nerdy and as goofy as some people and some of my friends might think it is it uh it's changed my life in a way i always thought that music was like my only thing my go-to the only thing that kind of like just took me out of this world but uh once i found kendama i realized that there's something a little more active that i could enjoy and it has an artistic aspect to it for sure um but going back to the podcast human interaction um yeah exactly i mean there's not only do i get to learn about you know all the technical aspects of bands but just them as people um and that's kind of what i was uh you know, going for talking about the human connection, doing it face to face and having like instant responses is you're getting to hear them talk about uh, whatever they're passionate, passionate about, whether it's tattoos, their clothing line, kendama. And that's one big thing that I always tell people about the podcast because it's called don't start a band which is you know don't start a band until you've listened to this podcast but it should just be called the uh the passionate people podcast because i have this weird like happy buzzing in my chest when i get to talk about what i'm passionate about but when i get to watch other people talk about their passions it just it's a beautiful thing because um you know finding a passion or a hobby or something that you love so much is it's uh it's pretty difficult so when you actually find that thing and you know you get to pour your heart and soul into it uh you know it's a beautiful beautiful thing to watch somebody talk about it uh so yeah that's Another selfish thing for me is, you know, maybe if I'm getting down on myself about not writing as many songs as I want to, or, uh, you know, if I'm not in love with what I'm doing as much and I get to talk to these people, they incite that love for music or just all around passion. And so I thank all of the guests that I've had on I guess that would be 38 37 38 since i've done like three solo podcasts so um and only one of them was a little kooky but that's okay you know what when you have artists on artists are kooky and they're going to talk about all kinds of different things so you just kind of got to play ball and uh work with what you got but uh i haven't had anybody that's been negative or i haven't had any arguments or really disagreed with anybody uh it's been all love 
all love, boys and girls. Yeah, passion and uh, getting to talk to people is one of my favorite things. It's always been my favorite thing, whether you know it's music or uh, whatever else. I suggest that you know you find that thing because I I saw a quote recently, and I'm probably gonna butcher it. It said, "The meaning of life is to find." the meaning of life is to make life meaningful or find the meaning in your life. So, um, yeah, it pretty much says it all. Find your meaning or, you know, and it doesn't have to be some external thing. It could just be enjoying the fact that you're alive and there's a one in four trillion chance that that happens. So uh, be thankful for it for sure. Um, so yeah, thank you to all the guests who have come on. Uh, one of my favorite things to talk about with the guests, um, and this more so pertains to the, uh, the musicians and bands. Um, I love hearing their stories of like how they got into music, uh, because it's all different. It's not, uh, you know, nobody had the same upbringing there's some people who had older siblings and showed them cool music when they were young. I did not have that opportunity. Uh, some people also grow up in musical households. Their parents play instruments or have a passion for music. And my parents liked music, but um, there's, I don't think there's any musicians in my family. So when I decided I wanted to be a musician, I was... Uh, I was the first of my kind in my family, and I take pride in that. And if there's any distant relative that would like to argue otherwise, fucking hit me up. Uh, but yeah, I like to I like to hear the uh, the stories of how they got into it um, because it's not easy when you make that decision. I mean, for some people, you know. They say they want to play guitar, their parents buy them a guitar, and then they're a guitar player. But the people who are passionate about it, take lessons, learn theory, and dive headfirst into it, um, it's always fun to hear those stories because I can relate to it. I put a lot of work into learning to play the drums, and I used to play for two hours after school when I was in high school every day and then sometimes three to four hours on the weekends. And definitely on summer break, I just couldn't get enough, so. Um, but another big thing is songwriting. I love talking to artists about songwriting because there's no right or wrong way to write songs. Okay, I, I changed that. The wrong way to write songs is if you blatantly steal songs from other people good night i uh you never know how long this uh this live stream podcast could go for since i'm by myself and i'm talking to myself and now that i just realized that i'm getting a little weirded out but that's okay 
Um, but no, I love talking about songwriting because uh, there's so many different ways, whether it's music first. <laughs> yeah, I'm paranoid now. I'm thinking too much about the fact that I'm talking to myself. That's why I got to put the music on. Could you imagine... Let's just go off on a little tangent here. Could you imagine if I could interview myself? That would, I would probably break the internet and not for a good reason. It would just be the longest live stream and it would be a continuous like multi live stream. Or it would either be the longest podcast on earth or the shortest podcast because one of me would start saying something and the other one would just say I know what you mean I totally know exactly what you're gonna say and so there'd be really no point talking about it a weird little thing so I'm kind of like Paul Blart a little bit I know a lot of fun facts especially when it comes to music but this is kind of uh sorry my my phone's running out of battery but this is kind of an unrelated thing. I was listening to this podcast today called Unexplained Mysteries, and I was not aware of um, this set of twins that grew up in like the 70s in Wales, and they were referred to as the silent twins. And basically throughout their whole lives, they only talked to each other, and they had this, uh, this language that they kind of formed that people couldn't really decipher that well it was uh like barbados slang mixed with english but basically they only talked to each other and uh you know people thought that they were mentally challenged but basically it was just due to you know a form of neglect because they grew up in such a big family and uh, you know, in the early 70s, race was still an iffy issue in parts of the world. So they were kind of outcast because they were African-American and an all-white kind of rural city in Wales. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I'd never heard about the Silent Twins. And uh, if you get a chance, you should listen to that podcast because it's pretty trippy how it ends. Um, anyway, going back to the songwriting, I love talking to artists about their songwriting process because sometimes it's music, then lyrics. Sometimes you have, you know, people like Bailey Alora, who she doesn't play instruments, but she writes a lot of poetry. So, you know, when she meets somebody who plays an instrument, then she can put her poetry to it. And that's how a song is formed. Um, like I said, there's like no right or wrong way to do it. Um, but one thing I heard recently, because I have my little obsessions here and there, and I know I've talked about it on the podcast, but I also love watching documentaries. Even if the band or artist it's about isn't my favorite band or artist, I still like to learn about them and how they did things. I just, I love the behind the scenes aspects of artists. Um, and recently my two little obsessions have been Keith Richards and Jack White. Um, Keith Richards, just cause he's a 
it's crazy that he's still alive after doing so many drugs and uh, he's just an insane guitar player so a lot of respect for Keith Richards but Jack White I've been watching a lot of his interviews lately because I love his take on making music nowadays he's very against using Pro Tools he records straight to tape he uses like an eight track recording device so there's only eight tracks and there's really no like cuts and edits like you record something and then you just go oh we'll fix it in Pro Tools um, it's kind of ironic that I'm talking about that because I'm staring at a Pro Tools screen but um, yeah Jack White said this thing I was listening to him talk about songwriting and he said something that really resonated with me I couldn't you know, I never really thought about what appealed to me uh, as a songwriter coming from songwriters. And he had this take on songwriters and lyrics and vocalists especially. Um, he was talking about how some people can be great vocalists, but there's a believability aspect that a musician has to have for him to buy into it and I totally agree to that um, you know when I listen to music the music I listen to like I have to believe that you believe what you're saying that you feel what you're saying and uh, that's why some bands I've had a hard time with um, there's a band out right now I'm not going to say their name just in case they ever want to come on the podcast but Basically, one member writes most of the songs, definitely writes the lyrics, and then they have a lead singer, and he sings the lyrics that the other member writes, and it just, watching them and listening to them, it he might relate to the songs, but it, I definitely don't feel that it's a, an in, internal thing inside him that, like, truly resonates with him and uh you know if you watch this lead singer live it just what he's saying in the song and uh you know his facial expressions and his movements live it just doesn't line up and i just uh i have a hard time believing that artist but then you listen to artists like uh brian fallon uh, uh, a favorite of mine or uh, you know Nora Jones um, you know even Johnny Cash somebody who wrote more stories which is something I also really love if you can craft an in-depth story and tell it in three minutes that's an insane ability um, a song of his I guess it was it was written by somebody else before him but shocker um, but he does a song called Long Black Veil and the story behind it is incredible and the fact that he has this elaborate story that just breaks your heart in three minutes is something beyond this world it's uh, you know it's so intricate but 
the thing I was saying about him is even though he writes these stories that have a base in fiction, you believe him when he talks about it. You believe the heartbreak and, you know, just the pursuits. Uh, you know, if you think about Walk the Line or any of those songs, like Johnny Cash never spent a day in Folsom Prison where he wasn't performing. He never shot a man in Reno. Uh, you know, a lot of those things. But you believe him when he says it. Like, you... you I mean... I'm sure a lot of people think that he actually did time in Folsom Prison. And when you listen to his music, when you listen to Marty Robbins, um, I love those old country guys. Like, you almost feel like you're listening to cowboys. And you forget the aspect of, you know, these guys lived in Nashville or Los Angeles. Like, you forget those certain aspects because they tell the stories so well and like you believe them so much that you feel like you're listening to actual cowboys tell stories. And uh, I just keep going back to that believability and I think it's so important if you're gonna be a songwriter, if you're gonna write lyrics, um, don't bullshit because people can pick up on that. You know, whether they're listening to your recording first or seeing you live people know when you're full of shit and people can sense when you're not feeling what you write and though i have this minor pessimistic philosophy that a lot of popular music now is mostly made for background music purposes um, like there's some music that's just popular right now and I think it's only popular because and I know I'm saying this with my music playing in the background but it's just because I've heard the song so many times and played them so many times but there's a lot of songs out right now that it just doesn't make sense that people are so obsessed with them and I think that people enjoy them for the purpose of they almost serve as like a live soundtrack to their lives you know whether they're on spring break going to the beach or uh you know any of the popular stuff but as i've said on the podcast before um there's a lot of music that just doesn't hit the right spot in my brain and i don't enjoy it and that's totally okay I don't have to enjoy every artist and I don't want to be one of those assholes that says all popular music is bad because it's not true. I love the Lumineers of Monsters and Men. Um, there's a lot of popular music that I love, so I'm not saying all popular music sucks. There's just some songs where it doesn't make sense that there's uh you know that people say that they connect with it because the lyrics are generic the music is just an, a generic like dancey uh you know i don't even know how to describe it but i'm just gonna leave it at i don't understand because it doesn't hit that spot in my brain that makes me enjoy it just like black metal and disco one of my least favorite musics 
of all time least favorite genres uh it's not i wouldn't even say least favorite it's just not for me is disco something about it it just doesn't doesn't affect me in a positive way at all not as bad as don't stop believing but um yeah and you meg are 100 percent right you don't have to be into every artist uh and that's okay and that's the beautiful thing you know there's downsides to spotify these days and there's upsides and the upside is there is so much music out right now that if you don't resonate with a certain song or a certain style of music there's a million other songs and artists to choose from so if you love music you'll find music that you love wow i just sounded really like motivational speakery generic there um but yeah it just it it doesn't do it for me and uh another thing that i wanted to touch on when it comes to uh you know the state of music these days and popular music and um not not really jiving with it is uh the amount of uh you know negativity that is in music today it just it seems like it's uh it's an overbearing concept um the negativity and the pessimism and i just want to say that i i think it is important that depression and anxiety and mental illness is talked about today because um, it is an important thing and I think it was overlooked for so long and it had such a, a negative um, connotation to have a mental illness, to have depression, bipolar, anxiety. So I just want to say that I think it is important that all these artists coming out today are talking about depression and anxiety and mental illness um the only issue that i kind of it's not even an issue that i have with it it's just something that i want to do differently because it is the overwhelming majority is talking about all this is i just want to make positive music and i I don't think that's a bad thing, but I think if you're really going to affect the world and turn it around, or if you want to turn it around, um, you know, we need to start hearing positive music and seeing, you know, positive things on social media because there's a lot of, you know, political differences, and I know everybody has their own political views, but. You see a lot of negativity on social media, whether it's political differences or, uh, you know, or the overemphasis on uh, depression and anxiety, which I will say again, so nobody takes it out of context. I think that it is very worthwhile to talk about all these subjects, but I think we're only talking about half of the conversation. We're not, you know, we're saying that we relate to you, this is going on, 
pay attention to it, be aware of it, but we also need to talk about how we are going to make our way through it and strive to get better. And it just doesn't seem like a lot of people are emphasizing on the getting better and the moving forward. They're just saying the, I'm depressed, I have anxiety, and then dot, dot, dot. But I mean, popular artists, a lot of people are listening to you. You have a lot of influence. Talk about getting better. Talk about the fact that it can get better and there's so many different options in life than some of the ones that people take that are unfortunate. Um, whether it's, you know, suicide or addiction, um, both of those are, are really hard concepts to talk about and uh, I'm probably not fit to talk about them by myself. Um, but I just, I just want to throw out there, you know, everybody's got their own opinion, their own thoughts on everything. I just want to throw it out there that I, I don't believe that, uh, those are options. They shouldn't be options. And there's a lot of music that references, you know, quote, killing myself, blah, 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 blah. And I just, I don't think that that's doing anyone any favors because, you know, it's kind of like an alcoholic going to a bar. If somebody is depressed, they will find depressed music. I mean, that's what you do because you want to relate, you want to feel something, you want to know that somebody feels exactly where you're coming from. So if you're sad, you kind of gravitate towards sad music. But I think that popular artists have a responsibility to say that ending your own life or drowning your sorrows in substances is not the right answer. It might be thoughts they've had, decisions they've made, but I don't believe that that's the right answer. Um, and I will just say again, that's my personal belief and if I have any voice in this world, that's what I want to convey is that there needs to be more emphasis on the solution. The connection has been made. People know that they're not alone, that there's people in the world who feel exactly the way they do. But we need to start talking about how to make it better. So I know that sounds probably cringy to some people and motivationally, you know, whatever. There's a lot of motivational speakers on YouTube who make motivational videos. And I was actually, here's a tangent for you. I, I like to watch motivational videos and find out about, you know, you new YouTube people. And uh, I've been trying to learn more about the whole influencer culture because I don't fully understand it. So I've been checking out different influencers just to see what the fuck is going on. And I clicked on this one. It was a guy, I, I think the basis of the... Um, I would like to hear that song, Meg. Or possibly, I have a studio. We could record it if uh, that's something you wanted to do. But getting back to that video, I watched 
so it was something about just like having self-confidence and kind of making your own happiness and it starts out the guy has uh and yeah that's important making progress and getting better but uh the guy starts out he makes a really good point at the beginning of the video and then it shows him riding his bike doesn't say anything motivational and then it shows him going to the gym and he quote says gotta get my lifts in and this is a guy like high production on this video he's clearly an influencer i looked at his page like that's his thing and uh probably for three or four minutes of this 15 minute video it was just showing him in a tank top lifting weights and you know i think taking care of yourself and focusing on your health is important but when i'm trying to watch a motivational video i don't want to watch you lift weights man it's just not for me i guess um but yeah that's my that's my little tangent about motivational shit on youtube i think there's a lot of good like compilations that people make if you just search like motivational things like you could start with jim carrey they have some very good compilings of quotes from him uh, matthew mcconaughey um i know the world is torn on joe rogan but uh joe rogan says some good shit and if you can separate the man from the words he's saying and just listen to what he's saying um, he makes some good points, but there's a lot of good motivational videos and actually I would suggest if you um, No worries uh, Sharing your own music um, You know going back to the self-confidence thing for people who are listening um, having the self-confidence to share your music is something, especially when you haven't done it a bunch, it's very hard to start doing that because writing songs, if you're coming from a real place in your heart and you're making them personal and believable, um, it's a very vulnerable thing to share this art with other people so I totally know how that is and I even you know when we go to the studio if I'm recording vocals like I don't I don't try to write generic lyrics I speak from the heart so if I'm like recording vocals and uh, you know I get a little self-conscious because I get into it I feel it and you know if people are laughing or think it's goofy it uh, makes me second guess myself but I shouldn't um fuck what was I talking about I talked about the motivational video oh one person that I think everybody should check out if they want a new perspective and that's something that I just can't get enough of is just learning new perspectives on everything um more so positive ones but if you haven't, please 
after this podcast, go to YouTube, search Alan Watts, and watch his videos because you will have, um, he's got a lot of motivational stuff, but a lot of videos that will also just give you a new perception on how to see money, how to see happiness, life, time, all these different things. So when you're done with this podcast, please go watch slash listen to Alan Watts. Um, I think he was a, a philosophy professor. I'm not exactly sure what his occupation was, but just a genius. And I love watching his videos because we go through life with tunnel vision and these set of beliefs and we think that life is this one way and we're you know going down this tunnel and i am always looking for different perspectives um just because i want to know how everybody else sees the world and perceives it and uh you know it's just it's a trip we're all different and we all see the world differently and we all do everything differently so go check out alan watts um the last thing i want to talk about ended on a funny note is uh my spotify year in review i didn't post it on instagram or facebook or anywhere because i wasn't sure how i felt about it but i uh i have brought up on the podcast several times my more so newfound enjoyment for the Grateful Dead and I know there's a lot of iffiness when it comes to discussing the Grateful Dead because they were in the quote-unquote hippie revolution they did a lot of acid and they did a bunch of shit Um, but I I mean for me I think I got caught up in the overblown fans that took it a little too far and so I thought that the Grateful Dead was like that that all deadheads were like that Um, but I watched a documentary heard some of their music and uh, I actually enjoyed it so um, I know I brought that up on the podcast but I was very very shocked when looking at my Spotify year in review to see that my number one artist of the year was a Grateful Dead. And let me plead my case with that because I know some people might turn off this podcast right away. Um, They have, if you're not familiar with them, they have tons and tons of live albums. And uh, so... And it's all throughout their career. I mean, I think one of their first ones was 1970, and it went all the way through the 90s until Jerry Garcia passed away. Um, But they have a whole collection of the time they went to Europe in 1972. Um, Deadheads will refer to it as Europe 72. And basically, it's every show that they played on that tour. And the songs vary from night to night they vary from you know going past Europe 72 month to month year to year there's so many different versions of their songs and so many different versions of their sets they do a whole thing that's uh, drums in space 
um, like a little set break because they always play two sets and that's always different so I am a car detailer so I wear my headphones all day and sometimes I get distracted if I'm listening to music that I like really love because I'm thinking too much about the music and also if I listen to podcasts for too long I will focus too much on what they're saying in the podcast um so I would just put on Grateful Dead Europe 72 or you know some of their live albums and it was I enjoy it and uh I you know I I love listening to it but it was good because I wasn't thinking about the music I was actually doing my job um but I in you know the face of all honesty here it Spotify told me that I listened to the Grateful Dead (laughs) For 70 hours this year which also named them uh, yeah exactly it's hard to listen to music and do anything else especially when you love music um, but because uh, there was uh, 70 hours of streaming time it also named them my artist of the decade which was a little hard to swallow but Here's the thing. I was a little caught up at first and worried about the whole, you know, Grateful Dead being my artist of the year slash decade. But then I realized how much music I have on, you know, in my iTunes on my phone. And it made me feel a lot better because I thought my number one artist was going to be Oasis because anybody who knows me has heard me talk about Oasis extensively. And I love their music. I'm not ashamed of it. I don't care if everybody hates it. But I love Oasis. So I thought they were going to be my number one, but they were number three on Spotify. But then I realized that I have bought most of the Oasis albums. So when I listen to Oasis, I listen to them on my phone as opposed to on Spotify. Um, Second artist was uh, Joe Pug. And I'm happy about that. If you like folk music definitely go listen to joe pug's music um he has an ep the name escapes me but uh he's got a couple eps from like the beginning of his career ish um that are phenomenal it's just him and an acoustic guitar um but there's also a joe pug radio station that plays what spotify likes to call new americana and that was my second genre top genre of the year um so i'm cool with that the the grateful dead thing was just a little it was shocking but you know what it's what i was listening to and i don't know what i'm gonna be listening to uh next year um And Meg, I 100% know where you're coming from because some days you hear the right song and you listen to it 10 times in a row. I do that all the time. I'll listen to the same song 10 times in a row and then to keep myself from getting sick of this song that means so much to me, I'll move past it eventually. Um, But the Grateful Dead thing was just, it was a little shocking at first, but I'm not ashamed of it because I enjoy 
listening to their music this year. Who knows what I'll like next year. After finding, you know, uh, that I enjoy the Grateful Dead's music, I really... That was the one thing that I always said, I'll never listen to them, I hate them, blah, 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 blah. But uh, I can honestly say I have no idea what I'll be listening to in the coming years, in the 2020s, the roaring 20s, the roaring 2020s. Um, I have no idea, but I'm pretty sure I'm not going to get into disco anytime soon. It's just not for me. Or... Um, I'm not really big on like speed metal or anything like that but like I said you never know I I might one day enjoy I can't even say that I might enjoy disco one day because I just don't think it's going to happen but uh, yeah the last thing I have written down is uh, you know I had this word pop into my head it's implore and I implore you guys, which I guess it's like a, a super extreme beg. So I'm begging you guys, please seek positivity. Find positive music because it's out there. And if you're an artist, start trying to wrap your head around making positive music. Um, that's what I'm doing. And honestly, I know a lot of people write songs when they're sad and emotional but I can't write songs when I'm sad I have I have to be in a good mood to write songs because then I feel like my brain's working right and I can get the words I need and the stories I want to tell um, but yeah just please if there's one thing you get from this podcast is seek out positivity because there's positive music out there. There's positive people, um, you know, not to glorify Damon from Colorado Kendama too much, but God damn, that guy is positive. And uh, I enjoyed our conversation. Um, seek out positivity, seek out positive music. And if you're an artist, especially if you're a bigger artist, mainstream artist, whatever you want to call it, you have a responsibility to um, you know really think about the music that you're putting out and the effect it's going to have on people so uh, I say that going into this next decade we all start to think about the solutions to some of our problems and to seek out positivity so uh, I apologize to anybody who just hears this as a long stupid rant um but i've you know i've been thinking about doing this for at least a week and i'm glad i got to do it i'm glad i got to, you know review uh the year i've had uh with podcasts and the guests i've had again i want to say thank you guys every artist that's come on thank you so much um otherwise it'd just be a bunch of episodes of me talking to myself um you know i i really try and spread positivity um but here's the shocker i am human i have bad days but i know that a bad day doesn't mean a bad life and uh 
ultimately I can seek out positivity or I can drown in negativity and for me personally seeking out positivity and finding positive people and just and you know uh, surrounding myself with things that I love and uh, you know positive people positive music just positive environments it makes me feel better and uh, I don't see why it couldn't make the whole world feel a little bit better because I think uh, we're all just trying to do the best that we can I know I am so yeah thank you guys so much for uh, all the artists for coming on the podcast thank you to everybody listening thank you big shout out to Meg Langley of uh, Meg Langley photo for watching the majority of this live stream sorry if it cut out there um, thank you Meg for watching the majority of this live stream on Instagram I know it was a long one um, and yeah I might have one more podcast before the end of the year but if I don't uh, I guess uh, we'll be back in 2020 so yeah again I know I sound like a broken record thank you everybody who has been involved with the podcast so much and uh, I can't can't wait to uh, get started on the next 20 40 60 100 episodes so yeah thank you Can you